Welcome back, motherfuckers. Season three coming at you. Holy shit. It has been a minute. Matt and I are stoked to bring season three to you. We left off uh, season two with Lance Jackson, the one and only. Um, took a little break and we are back and live running from Brooklyn, New York to your homes. I uh, made the drive. I always want to say up here because I'm from Texas and everywhere is up, but I made the drive down from Boston to come and hang out with Matt. And we have the one and only DJ Washam. Washam. Yeah. yeah. On with us today, which I, yeah, I'm so thankful that I have gotten to know Washam over the last few months. She has been an integral part of so many different uh, events uh, activating our division that uh, Amanda Shea and I put on. That would not happen without DJ Washam in the background making everything work. She's just a cornerstone of the hip hop community in Boston, uh, especially at this moment and where it's going from here. So we're stoked to have uh, Sham on with us today. Welcome, Sham. Yeah. Thank you. How y'all doing? <laughs> good, good, good. It's a beautiful day. It is also Mr. Matt Brooks' birthday right across from me. So happy birthday, Matt. Can we sing it? Okay. Oh, I want to hear that. <laughs> yes, I do. I want to hear JD sing and for it to be recorded no, we forever. Need, uh... <laughs> Sham, oh, are you down? I got you. What is, you got to join me, though. Also. All right. All right. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was, okay, we'll just start. One, uh, two, be oh, wow. All right. to you. Okay, so basically we failed band class. Failed. All right, we're done. done. Happy done. birthday. Happy birthday, Matt. <laughs> We love oh, you. Thank you, my loves. It is an honor to be here. This is the best fucking way to spend my birthday. I would not, uh, I wouldn't do it any other way. And JD, thanks for thanks for coming uh, down to Brooklyn. Um, we've been talking about doing this for a while because we, um, not only were we forced to figure out a way to record remotely with the pandemic and whatever you know what everyone was already doing but we had to figure it out because we were no longer uh, in the same city or apartment for a while. Yeah. We had like one or two episodes and we were living together, but it's been, um, I'm really grateful that you know we're in a place where we can, with our precautions still, safely get together and record together. It, it's, it feels very surreal like looking at you while we're doing this because yeah. I'm very used to just looking at a screen. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, just honored to be back, everyone. Honored to be here. Um, act, for those who... Um, you know, we're not tuning into activating artivism. Those events have been absolutely amazing, and um, we'll be sure in the future to uh, push out more information about any any ones that are upcoming. Uh, because it really, it was it was an hour to be a part of that as well, and and it would not have been possible without Sham. No, no way. Anything oh. happens without Sham. Stop! Stop! I'm just here to assist. That's why they call me your community DJ or the last minute, the last minute DJ. I'm I'm here to do what I can last minute. (laughs) Uh, And today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Typically we ask and ask our, our uh, guests about different beer that they're drinking. We pop a few open, but Sham does not her body does not agree with beer so we are 
Uh, Matt and I are going to pop open a, a couple drinks, um, but Sham, tell us what you got over there. What are you sipping on today? This is, well, it's like halfway a uh, little down. Um, it is New Amsterdam peach Ooh. with white peach cranberry juice and some, uh, I like it. it's like blurred out, like it's like explicit or something. <laughs> um, and then some ice, some glass of ice, but peach New Amsterdam and white peach cranberry from uh, Welch's. Damn. Uh, Not a sponsor, but they should. <laughs> Indeed. So is this a drink that you typically make or is this just like something spontaneous that you threw together? This is a drink that I would say I would typically make only because of the vodka factor. Um, Mm. I do not drink dark liquors. Uh, My body has disagreed with that. Uh, JD seen me around. I do not drink wine, champagne or beer. Uh, there's something in it. I got really deep about, <laughs> about my, what am I intake? Um, yeah. so right now I just stick to light liquor, but I like doing like little flavors, uh, fruity flavors, um, that like spice it up. And sometimes depending on the day, it'll be cranberry juice. I feel like that's like, you know, an evening drink, but it's still light outside. So <laughs> peach and mango. <laughs> yeah. Th- this is our, this is our first time recording during the day since, uh, I believe our Cliff Notes episode. Yeah, which oh, nice. <laughs> there was a moment in there where we were we said something about an afternoon, and Cliff was like, "Yeah, you know, you didn't have to say that we were day drinking." <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> See, it's okay. Um, I'm I, I support whatever the moment is, and we do it on my show, so it's it's all right. And my show is a little bit earlier than this one, so this is actually a respectable time. <laughs> You got lunches over. Come on. Right. It's a very respectable time to uh, start the party. And it's Saturday. Um, and Saturday. Yeah. Right. And we yeah. ain't driving anywhere. We're good. At all. You know, we can't go out to an event. The virtual event is online. So why not do it at the safety of your own home and comfort? Mm-hmm. Bring it. <laughs> now, is New Amsterdam, is that your go-to? Or you switch it up with Tito's? What do you what do? You do? Yes. So you're going to get to learn a little bit deep stuff about me. <laughs> Um, That's what we're here Tito's is <laughs> Tito's is my go-to, and I, I I highly believe I have a gluten uh, issue, um, and I've been starting to realize that with the things that I've been eating. And I used to I'm gonna keep it real. Some people try to like be fake, but uh, I used to make fun of people with a gluten problem because um, <laughs> I was like that it didn't make sense to me. And now as I got older, uh, I understand so much more now. And Tito's is the only, I'll say, liquor base that has like it's gluten-free. Yeah. Right. But to yeah. switch it up, I drink all vodkas because uh, New Amsterdam and, you know, Patron and all that stuff, it doesn't really do, it doesn't really mess with my body, but I try to stay healthier and safer and stay away from it. This is actually gifted to me from Brandy Blaze. What? Randy Blaze. Well, not gifted. Like, I told her to do a story. <laughs> <laughs> I told her to gift it to me. Yeah. I, it was a commanded gift. <laughs> so, uh, and it, it's been it's been fun. So for me, I, I, I like it all. As long as it's light. As long as Dang. it's light. But I'll say my preference, my top preference is Tito's. I'm going to say it again if they ever wanted to sponsor me, but it's Tito's. So. Come on, Austin, <laughs> Texas. Hey, and right, I, I totally get that. Like my both my mom and sister are gluten free, and they insist our fucking dog is gluten free. But I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, and and they're like Tito's is the go to for them. And strangely enough, my mom, uh, when she goes to like Bears games, come from Chicago, she drinks Corona. Huh. Apparently, Coronas oh, wow. are like 
have such minimal gluten in it, it like for certain people when it's not like a level of extremity, like you can drink it if you're gluten free or gluten intolerant. It's very strange. Interesting. That's, yeah. that's right. Right. And Tito's is one of the only vodkas that I can drink because I'm allergic to potatoes. So oh. what the fuck's in it? If there's Tito's, no, if there's no gluten and there's no like, potatoes. It's corn. Yeah. Ah. It's corn based. That's true, so, isn't it? That's true. Tito's sponsor us. Get right, that's true. Sponsor us. Right. There's nothing that Tito's wants to sponsor more than a than a beer, beer podcast. Than a beer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of beer, Matt and I have a little something something to pop open. Yes, we do. Uh, so yes. on, I took a little detour when I drove uh, down yesterday by Fox Farm Brewery in. Connecticut, um, which I love. Now, and I know JD says fuck a lot. That that was fox, as in a, the cute little <laughs> animal. The fucking Fox Farm Brewery. Um, so we have a little Hell's Lager from Fox Farm uh, that we're going to crack open. Yep. And... Brewed and packaged in Salem, Connecticut. Oh, where's, I don't know what cap is, but... Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Popping that bottle over there. Look, at I had already came prepared, so I, I would have waited. Sorry. I was like, oh, I no, started. I, like, no. I got the ice. And I didn't want the ice to melt like it was sitting there. <laughs> like, well, you had prep. I mean, we just had to open a can. So. Usually I have the blender, but then I was just like, you know, that's just a little too much right now. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> uh, well, cheers, everyone. Cheers, JD. Salud. Cheers, Sham. Salud. Cheers. Uh, prost. Mm. Oh, man. See, I... Fox Farm is one of my favorite breweries in the area, and I they're about a two-hour drive from uh, from Boston, and I don't make it out there as often as I should. Um, right now, you can't, because of COVID, you can't, like, go and sit. They have a big red barn out there, so you can't, mm-hmm. like, go and sit and enjoy. They just do online ordering, so you go and pick, drive behind the barn, pick it up, put it in, the, in your trunk, and then... Yeah pop off yeah a big, a big part of your your normal journey to these breweries where you know you're there for a whole afternoon and meeting people and like that that doorman at notch that we love like yes. you just can't do that right now it's it's very strange <laughs> i i made it to um since we uh last recorded i finally made it out to tilted barn and it was the same thing where i was like oh i wish i could just be like sitting out here and being with the dog, like this dog, like mm-hmm. drink this beer for the afternoon. But no, it's like in and out. Yeah. But it's keeping the places alive. So, you know, cheers. Hats off to you as always for rerouting through this. And this is, I, I think, my first Fox Farm. Um, oh, man. Cool. It's good. It's bready. I I love this beer. It's called The Cottage. And um, the can art is great on it, too. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know Dude. much about Connecticut, but like this is probably at least the top three best things in Connecticut. I I would agree with that without question. I would it's both a compliment to Fox Farm and yeah. <laughs> I have a question. What's up? Do I, I think I know? Do you all collect the cans? No, no, I don't collect the cans. But Matt collects the labels on here. Mm-hmm. He has a book of beer labels that he has been collecting. Yeah, nice. It's, it's like an old notebook. It's like a like random notebook of mine, and it's turning into a coffee table book. And it's, it was, it was like a a joking quarantine activity because we were just drinking all of these Brooklyn beers when I first moved over here. And, uh, it is like a page away from being done. So we got to finish it today. So we're going to finish it on his birthday today. Today's the day. Yep. That's nice. 
I'm just like a collectibles person. So I'm like, I can see like me having all the cans of beer of just like everywhere. Like oh, you have a lot you have of that cool... like totem personality. Yeah. Oh, I collect that. Yeah, it gets real. I collect the most random stuff. And what I was kind just of shit do you collect? So <laughs> <laughs> um, I always have these little sidebars. I was actually listening to Angie Martinez and she was saying she collects like little stuff that artists gives her like say if they wrote on a napkin or something they came mm-hmm. in and they wrote their name i am legit the same way with all the stuff that people come in contact with me with especially with artists um they could have wrote my name on a book and then i'll just keep that and select that out and be like all right we're just gonna you know maybe uh laminate it later um yeah i yeah. collect a lot of artwork i don't okay, I try to buy artwork, but then a lot of people give me their stickers. So I'm not all the time able to put them on my laptops because we all know technology. Um, my laptops just be going out on me sometimes. So I stopped putting stickers on my laptop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so right now I collect stickers from like all of the artists and just like post them. I have a trash can. I know it's like, it sounds like weird, but I seen somebody put it on a trash can because literally, you know, hopefully people are putting stuff in the trash, but that's like the first thing when it swings now you'll see different labels um on my trash can um and sneakers like i'm not a jordan head but i just like collecting sneakers i wear sneakers people think i have a lot of sneakers i just wear like the same pair maybe like for a good month and then i switch it but i have like most of my sneaker collection i've had over for about 10 to 15 years and i didn't realize that yeah um i'm not shopping every day yeah. And my hat collection. I have a lot of hats. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love getting hats. Um, that's one thing I do buy. I love purchasing hats from people. As long as they're cute. Um, <laughs> well, of course. But, naturally. But yeah. But no, my I, hat I see you with that Bams Fest thing. hat on right now. Yes. Yes. Shout out to Bams Fest. But, we um, shout out Kat every hat. single pod, I feel like. Oh, wow. Dope. It's, dope. It's, it's, it's very, uh, yeah, there's a reason it comes up that mm-hmm. often. Yeah. Were you ever like a, a sneaker head to where you'd go and camp out and like, no, that no. wasn't you? No. So I was raised by my grandmother and we were poor, number one. <laughs> um, so I didn't start wearing, I'll say like, you know, name brand until I was in 10th grade, to be honest. And that's what, like 15 years old. So like I wore uniform my whole life pretty much everywhere. But when I got to high school, I was like, can I like get like these one pair of Nikes that like my friend has? Um, and then from there, it just turned into like a whirlwind of me buying Nikes. Uh, and now yeah. it's just like, for me now, fashion is whatever I make it. I'm not yeah. into names and stuff like that, but I'd say I've never stood in a line to wait for sneakers. That's not been my thing ever. Yeah. And would never will be, I don't want to wait in the line for the new iPhone. I just wait after a month as it comes out and then go grab it. <laughs> um, but no, like when it comes to sneakers, like I'll, I'll wear like stuff that I'll buy stuff that I know nobody's going to wear also too as well. I don't buy the trending gear or sneakers. I'm buying something that's like, oh, that says it's $50 and it's $35 now. It's on sale. Okay. This Done. is what I'm going to grab. Right. And then I'm going to make a whole outfit out of it. And everybody's going to think I spent crazy money for it. Oh, um, so you're thrifty. You, yeah, it's a good uh, yeah. Oh, very, like very. No, <laughs> um, that's why I wear my own my own product now. I don't even buy anybody else. <laughs> you, so, got the self advertisement out there. Yeah. Shout out Boston yes. Got Next. Yes, Boston got next. 
Yes, thank you. Um, you yeah, know, it, it, it's fun. I love rocking other people's stuff in my own gear at this point. If it's at like, you know, the Macy's and wherever, I got to be going to a wedding to, you know, go shop in a store at this point. Um, I feel like there's too many people who have like their own clothing that I can purchase from. So I'd rather support them. Brilliant. Now, Sham, just, just in that time, it's very clear to everyone listening uh, that you juggle a lot of shit. And I think anyone who um, has worked with you over the years or has worked with Brandy or worked at Dorchester Art Project and just cross paths with you in any way knows that you're, you're always working on something. So how on earth do you do it? What are, sort of, what are sort of the main projects that you work on for you know whatever listeners out there might not be familiar with you? I would say my... Mm-hmm. This is how I broke it down to my business manager two weeks ago. Let me see. <laughs> my main things I work on right now, um, I look at Boston Got Next as an umbrella. So mm. I'm under it as myself. So I'm working on DJY Sham and booking gigs. Um, number two, well, that's one. Number two is booking clients for Boston Got Next in terms of just like recording services. Right now I'm like in the process of editing somebody's podcast just like this. Um, So that's like something I realized I can tap into and they liked what I did. So they want to keep me on. So now that's like, you know, an ongoing service with them. I would love to do more, but I'm trying also to learn how to not overwhelm myself with doing too much. (laughs) Team no sleep over there. Right, right. Because <laughs> somebody always end up, end up coming up short, and I don't like that. So I want to make sure I'm like giving everybody their individual attention. Um, that's one, two. And then three is just building mainly A&R. I would love to get more to A&R work, and that's artists and relations for the listeners who don't know. Um, everybody, you know, there's a lot of people who can rap. There's a lot of people who can sing. There's a lot of people who can dance. But sometimes the portfolio and the presentation doesn't match like what they can do. And I want to be that person. Well, Boston got next entertainment, be that that group or brand or or whatever it is, um, to help push that forward. Totally. Yeah. And now, it, it, there's three things, but all of those are crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're like we were just talking before this. You're just like there are nights to where you're at Dorchester Art Project. Like you're in your studio, you're working, and you know till two, three a.m. and then take a nap, come back up get back to work right. you right yeah, yeah it's a it's a non-stop and I feel like you know you have to have that not saying I do but my mental capacity changed when corona hit compared to some people um for me I use this time during corona to actually dive deep into this music career that I chose to jump into um I don't know if you know like I never grew up saying that I wanted to be a DJ I never grew up saying I wanted to get into music. Like, this is far from, like, I knew I wanted to do something in communications, but I didn't know this was going to be the route. <laughs> yeah. And how did that come about? Young Sham, you're like, I want to be in communications. I want to do this. How did the music career begin? So originally, like, I grew up in the music scene, I'll say, um, well, you know, what are they? The, the, the time has passed now, so I can I can say it. But I was in the clubs at like fourteen and fifteen. I grew up around so many DJs wow. and listened to so much music. And was that here I just, in Boston, Washington? Yes, in Boston. Okay. I can't put the name out there where I was at legally. Oh, actually, they're closed. But <laughs> <laughs> oh. but it, it it was like an amazing time growing up, and my my peers growing up uh, were like I knew DJs who were seventeen, eighteen years old, fifteen. 
And to me, it was just like, this made sense, but it didn't make sense. <laughs> um, I was like, my friends are DJs. Like, this is cool. This is awesome. But not to actually for me to want to take on it. Um, I went to college in Pennsylvania. I'll jump fast forward 20, 2009 to 2013. And I got involved in the communication courses. I originally grew up. I wanted to be a journalist. Everybody, like, wow. <laughs> that was like my number one goal um in a back end story i went to pennsylvania with the college and the professor was like this ain't for you then i was like oh wow whatever so i switched my major from journalism to criminal justice and communications and then i started getting involved on school campus and the radio shows the djs were charging this is the turning point the djs were charging us like six hundred dollars seven hundred dollars and granted, it was like a great DJ. He's a great, the person who I, we was booking. I, also, I know I, I speak fast uh, and I say a lot. I was the student government president at my college. So a lot of people don't know that either. So I had to book all of these people um, and I was seeing the budgets that was coming through. So then when I seen the DJ's budget, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is a lot of money. He's good, but then there was like another guy who we were paying the same price and he was trash. So I was like, how are these two people getting the same amount of money? <laughs> That's like when everything really, really started clicking. Mm. So um, shout out to DJ Menace, but I had to get rid of both of them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and kid you not, there's pictures, I don't know, somewhere, but I, I downloaded Virtual DJ. And I was like, yo, I don't need to get paid, but like, just teach me like whatever y'all want to hear, send me the playlist and then we'll mix it in and out. And then I stayed up again during college every night trying to figure out how to work virtual DJ and blended the songs on a computer. Um, I didn't know I needed to purchase a board, honestly, until I got back to Boston. We did more radio show stuff where I just had a, you know, where I talk a little bit, play the song, talk a little bit, play the song. When I got back to Boston, uh, Portia Liawola, who is the Boston poet laureate, mm. was like, I need a DJ. My former roommate was like, I need a DJ at the Haley House Poetry. And I'm like, well, I know how to play music on iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then she was like, okay, work. But then come back to Boston, I don't want to be that fake DJ that y'all hear about. And we we'll keep it real. We always hear about the push play button DJs, whatever the case is. <laughs> Um, and I knew if I was going to put that DJ in front of my title, people were going to be looking at me, especially in the city that I'm from. Um, so since I'll say September, 2013, I've been officially DJing for about like seven years now. And it was long. That's like a long, but that's like literally my journey of DJing, um, growing up in that field and then coming back here like it's like definitely some missing gaps but that that's yeah. that's how it all started and when when did you end up linking up with brandy blaze what's the story behind <laughs> that brandy blaze so i met brandy officially about i'll say three and a half years ago brandy was performing at an open mic at the haley house <laughs> hosted by oompa and i seen brandy and i was like whoa they don't live here they're not from here they're not from the city like <laughs> where do they come from who's been keeping this person like and like hidden wait a minute I still was scared to talk to her I still didn't I was just like they did just so amazing um and that was probably like a October around this time 2016 17 then we had a show outside of Great Scott Rock <laughs> April 
April 26th, I believe was the date. And I was actually DJing for Oompa and I walked outside and Brandy's out there and I'm like, I want to ask you something. And, you know, we've seen each other around in the, the community, um, but we never really spoke like that. Like, you know, had that deep one-on-one conversation and it was like, I want you to DJ for me. And I turned around and was like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you, you would think this is like a joke, but when I say it was like that much small talk in between, (laughs) um, never really had that much discussion with Brandy Blaze ever in my life. But after that, that night, Brandy took me home. We started building and we had a conversation and she brings us up a lot though. We had a mutual interest. You know, people like, who's your favorite rapper or like that. And sometimes people yeah. have the same. Yeah. We brought up the same DJ that nobody ever talks about. And I was like, this is golden. This, this is not really shit. This is fate. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, from there it just took off. We we started mentioning artists we love and Trina became like this common theme with us. And our first show we did, we did like a a, a cover to Trina's song. And people loved it. We got off the stage and people thought we was together for years. I'm like, this is our first show together ever. (laughs) The energy has just been so different. And I feel like just an artist and being in music, sometimes some places, certain things are not for everybody. But Brandy and I were meant to be. Um, I'm grateful. I know we all just met this year, but if you met me, I'll say even a year ago, but I'll give it a solid two years ago when I first met Brandy. I would not be doing stuff like this with you all. I would not be, uh, and when I say stuff like this, I'll say speaking vocally. Um, I'm always a vocal person on social media and in person when it comes to my job and what I believe in. But when it comes to music, I just take the background. Um, Brandy pushed me to be talking on a mic before I would have introduced, I'd be like, all right, the party's starting and put the mic down and you wouldn't hear from me until the end of the party or you might not hear from me at all. But then there has to be a balance, you know, like the the crowd, the the crowd is quiet. Like you don't want them to sit in there looking at you. Um, but I would give that Brandy taught me that she's like, I want my DJ right next to me on stage. Like that's her voice. She needs to be on the right, needs to be on the left. Um, sham. You say it, you make sure you shout yourself out. I'm like, okay, cool. If you sure, this is your set though. Like, this is your set. Um, and she just made me feel really, really comfortable and just like, don't take no shit from nobody on yeah. the stage. Don't take no shit from anybody in the music industry. Um, own, own what you do. Well, we're so glad that she did that, honestly. <laughs> J.D., I'm going to put you on the spot in a second, but I I know for a fact the first time I ever saw you, it was at one of of the Sinclair performances. I went to such a quick succession of Sinclair shows in a row, and it might have been the Record Co. um, fundraiser night or perhaps perhaps something else. But um, Even then, at the Record Co. show, I was all the way in the balcony, and Brandy was showing I remember that. Yes. Oh, my God. And in the video that they put out, you would have thought we was on stage together. I was like, she does not play no games. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the first time I remember um, like hearing hearing you spin and hearing you and Brandy together. And uh, JD, do you remember the first time for you? Uh, first time seeing them together was 
was at the Oberon for you guys opened for Still Gold, I think. Oh, dig! Wow! Oh my goodness! Okay, yeah. that Where was, was our <laughs> first major show together. Like no way, nobody. <laughs> that show right there. Wow, me and Brittany got to do a segment probably about that show. We were so nervous, <laughs> and I was like shitting bricks that I was gonna oh, mess up her set because that was like our first major no way. set. You no one no one would have guessed that, oh, that was your first major show. Because that th that thing was sold out. The whole place was packed and you guys I'm like killed nervous even thinking about you talking about yeah that was like <laughs> <laughs> but it was that was amazing amazing show and it and really G -Jaw was there too. G -Jaw, was G -Jaw at that show or was yes, okay that yeah show and she was, was like in the balcony and then like yes, it came over by out. the bar and like oh right. man oh I have and goosebumps about that show. That was amazing. It was amazing. Um I don't think I slept that week either when it came to, <laughs> <laughs> to that show. I feel and like I there are multiple movie. weeks where you just like don't sleep. Yeah, I think this yeah. is the trend. Yep, nope. <laughs> um, but it's great though. Like shout out to Still Gold. Like they gave, I feel like they gave me, they gave people, they gave Brandy a platform um, for people like us who probably, they would have known who we were um, or who we are as individuals. And that was just amazing to see what we could do together. If you look at that video or the performance, I didn't move from behind that table because I was scared. <laughs> Literally all our pictures, I walk like one, two, like take two steps and I interact with Brandy. But all of my my photos, my eyes are never looking out because that's how nervous I was. Oh. I'm only looking at Brandy. And if it does look like I'm looking at the crowd, that's not true because my hat's like down. I couldn't see nobody yeah. in there. So and I had to like, like snap out, right? I had to zone out. Like nobody was in there. Um, I'm blessed to be working with Brandy so much because about the time we got to the House of Blues last year, we were like, all right, so this is the stage. Okay, like, let's let it's going to be packed when people get here, but we're not as nervous, you know? The only thing we're always nervous is about, like, you never know technology. There's always something going on with technology. Right. Um, but that comfortability and level, I'm like, we got to, we got to, we got to work the stage. And then Brandy was like, oh my God, you actually came from behind the table at the House of Blues. <laughs> um, so that shows like our level in growth, but that's the Brandy Blaze. That's my that's my homie. That's my baby. Yeah, and it's... and when I say baby, we mean like we we talk in like loose terms. I know this is artists and people be like, "That's your girl." No, no, we have a strictly business relationship, and <laughs> that's my that's my header. That's my header. I love it. Oh man, but it's it's absolutely amazing. Like like you said, you were DJing for Oompa. And then all of a sudden, Brandy comes up and you click. There are just right. certain people in your life to where, you know, you meet them and that chemistry is automatically there. Right. And every time I'm around you and Brandy, it's it's there, whether it's you guys are like giving each other shit or you are behind the <laughs> mic, like imitating her. That's my or favorite. Like, right. um, it's great. And I work with a lot of artists in Boston and not like in that sense, but I'm DJ. Like people call me. Um, I've done stuff for. Uh, OK, I'm. I think I've DJed almost a lot of female rappers sets in Boston. Um, mm. And that's just because I've did like, you know, different shows. That's not saying like, you know, or some people hit me up and be like, my DJ can't make it through. But otherwise, like, well, now I'll officially say I am Brandy Blaze and Kick Swag's official DJ. So y'all got that news. Um, hey, hey, nobody, hey. Right. Like it, it's, it's on my, it's on my Instagram, but people don't be realizing. Mm. Um, 
So also, you got to say, like, the, the list of dope female MCs in Boston, that, that ain't a short list. No. So, like, right. No. Leave it to me. I want to DJ for them all. Like, okay. Like, yeah. But I run the city, Sham. Look it. But it don't work like that. And I want to be fair. You know, there's, there's, like, there's a lot of DJs out there. Mm. Um, especially, here's my sidebar. Shout out to DJ Troy Frost. That's my homie. That's Red Shades DJ. So there's, like, you know, there's room. There's a lot for everybody body on the scene um but don't go after brandy and cake swag that's that's my, that's my <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> off limits off limits right there off limits right there oh. off limits move how i move and do what i say so we run a city we run a city if i want the drop they give me the case low keep it a milli keep it a milli big on my place then i gotta lay low i'ma go miss it i'ma go miss it. i got a lot to bring to the table they ought to give me they ought to give me run in the city so stand clear and follow the lead now, just has it been a month, two months since you released uh, finally? So this is where the tricky part to get. <laughs> <laughs> it has been. So I'm learning the artist terms. So I love when people talk to me. I'm like, y'all know I don't know nothing, right? Like I just be learning this day by day. right? <laughs> so it has been officially a month since finally has been released on all platforms. Right. It has been a month since it's been released on Bandcamp, the edited version <laughs> that everybody bought and thought it was like the dirty version. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it has been three months since I released my single, We Run a City. There we go. Yeah. There we go. And, and that video is dope as well. How, how did that video come about? Um, honestly, I knew I needed to add a visual to what I was trying to do um, with the album. And I seen all my peers, you got Red Shades, Burning Blaze, Oompa, um, Dutch, Rebel, Cake Swag, like you name it. All of these folks, and Jimmy Lee, Billy Dean, everybody, all these superstars are listening to music. Their rollouts are dope. You see the, the video, you see a live stream, you see, a, you know, whatever the case may be. I was like, mine need to be just like that. <laughs> like, absolutely like that. Granted, uh, I never knew how much work needs to go into being an artist. I'll just put it that much. <laughs> um, my rollout, my album, everything. I would say I rushed everybody, but I knew this video needed to drop because when I heard we run a city in the studio and it was recording, I, I almost lost my, like, I almost shit at bricks. So I was like, these verses are crazy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't know, but finally with Brandy Blaze was supposed to be my single. Um, <laughs> that was supposed to be the original single for the the, the entire project. Um, but when I heard We Run a City, it just felt so right with me. And sometimes we learn that, like, you know, certain things, you know, we got to we got to make that move. I was like, yeah, this is my single right here. Right after they finished recording, they was like, what? I said, I'm dropping this next week. <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was joking. And I sent Kate Swag and um, K-Watch yeah. <laughs> the, the, the masked version two days later. And it was like, wait, what? I said, this will be out next week. Done. This is what I want. I switched it. Is it going to talk to Brandy? I said, I'm going to talk to Brandy, but it's going to be my single. <laughs> and I'll have finally the single come out later, which it did. And I'm glad I, I trusted myself to do that. Yeah. Um, and it's, it was, you're right. It was the perfect track to, you know, to start things off and to introduce all, like, there are a lot of people who did not know you before, before that was released. And now... They're like, okay, this is DJ Ysham and this is what right, she's Right, she's serious, right. Yeah. And when it came to the video, 
again, I was like, I wanted the visual, but I just wanted as many, not as many, because I'm a private person. So I just wanted the people who are part of my video to be there. I mean, who are part of, sorry, you're part of finally to be there, to be a part of the video. Mm. Like I knew my project was going to be based off of, well, based on non-binary women in Boston, but I wanted my my boys to be there because they've been protecting me and been supporting me from day one, whether it's like religion, sexuality, like, or like whatever, sexual orientation, it could be anything. Um, so those are the only guys I invited to my video shoot. <laughs> um, and a lot of people are like, hey, whatever about that. But I'm like, no, I wanted them to know that. Like, I love and respect them and thank you for supporting. And then when it came to like the, the women and non-binary, they just did their thing. Um, you got scenes from like Amanda Shea, we got Amber. It's just like a, a, a wide range of people who I'd say mix what Boston got next, who creates what why we run a city. Mm. Um, but when it comes to like the two artists themselves, Cake Swag don't play about their work. They came in ready to work. Kate Watts came in ready to work. They just, they really run the city and nobody believes me. <laughs> <laughs> and I just want people to know that. Um, well, it's it's because you know this video and and you know the stuff that you're starting to release is definitely showing like people that even have just seen you around like who who you really are, and it's it's your chance to like um, yeah, like finally release that that material. But in the end, so much of at least who I have understood you to be in the short time we've known each other is lifting up those artists and and really like being um so crucial and so selfless at the same time i just i really admire the way that you um that you work in the scene and just your hustle and and just at the the entire way that you operate and everything you've said in this episode has really really like uplifted that for me even more thank you thank you i try not to tell people they suck um <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's cool but granted if you need work that got to be known. Like, I'm not sugarcoating nothing. Um, totally. I told no, a totally. close friend the other day, he's rapping, and I'm like, I can't hear you. It's like, what are you talking about? I can't hear you. Like, if you're, and I'm saying you're rapping, they were on a video, um, and I was like, I can't hear you. And you know, you got a lot of yes, they call it yes men or yes people around you. I'm not that person mm -hmm. at all. Your verse may be fire, but if your delivery's trash, you need to know that. Because then sure. right now, yeah. I think artists are getting a, a comfortable um, because we are home. But I'm like, okay, everybody keeps talking about when things open up. When it does open up, you can't perform the same way you were performing like that at home. You need to give that a thousand you know, energy. Yeah. Um, right now, to me, this is like a, a building time, not a chill time. Because it's mm -hmm. like, if I'm at home and you're performing and I'm still sitting down and I'm just chilling, I don't think that's cool. Like, yeah. I want to be excited at home at this point. Like, you know, and it's hard to engage people, but that's your job, though, as an entertainer. I try to, I try, okay, that goes back to say, I try not to tell people they suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and, and I totally, like, that 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 is needed too, right? Like, an essential part of that process and that honesty. Now, to what you were mentioning about, you know, not wasting this time that we have, uh, as a fellow gearhead and as JD is... Uh, I'm setting him up with a mic. I'm I'm sending him a goodie bag of of audio gear so he can start to uh, self produce a bit better uh, yeah. as we do this remotely. So I, I got to ask you, uh, 
what gear have you been uh, really into lately? Is there anything you've been picking up um, while inside? Is there anything you've been experimenting with? Anything you want to like recommend that people might not know much about? Um, yeah, like how's your technical side of things been going? <laughs> um, this is the first time I will say publicly. I am in an online course with Berkeley um, for their home studio on producing. Oh, dig. So I've been learning a lot. The only thing is with that, when I started recording people, I'm using Audacity. And Audacity is pretty much used for like, you know, uh, podcasts, radios, um, certain stuff. Yeah. But I plan on switching to either Pro Tools or Logic. The only thing is my professor told me to right now to stick with what I know, because if I switch over, I'm basically going to, you know, I'm going to end up falling behind trying to pick up all the technical stuff on Pro Tools and Logic. Um, Learning curve take a bit for sure. Right. So for right now, I've just been uh, mastering my um, audacity capabilities and it's been working out fine. Like the people who've been getting demos seem like they've been all right with it. And the artists who've been recording with me and the engineer who's been mixing it seem like they got it fine. well, that's later. Finally, got a little, little, little bumps. They <laughs> got a little bumps on it because, again, literally, finally was rushed. That I was just like, I need to put this out there. And then when I put it out there, I'm like, I need to take this back. Some of these songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, some of the people who's been in my ear, like producers or engineer wise, they're like, Well, you learned your lesson, so you know what to do next time. And I'm like, That's true. Um, and I'll just say, Audacity. Right now, I'm learning. And how to, it's not necessarily like a system, but like if I, if I disconnect all of my, my chords and stuff, how do I put them back at any setting? So that's what I've been running into a problem with, especially when recording. One day recording will be going good. Next day it'll be bad. I'll hear a hiss or something like that. And I said that at my listening session, there's like a hiss in one of the tracks. That's up to you all. Find it. <laughs> um <laughs> So it's like stuff like that in the process. So it's not even, it's learning everything. Yeah, it's not not, not necessarily like you're <laughs> starting to buy a ton of USB mics and live streaming yeah, gear, no. but like you're honing the, the, the not, software skills. Yeah, it's a software. The mics are really not even an issue. It's the software and me learning like what to turn off. Sometimes you got to reset stuff, like, you know, reset the whole program just to do whatever. And I'm just like, oh my God, this was fun. Now I got to learn more problem solving. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I, I totally, I mean, we had it for a few minutes before we even kicked off this recording. Right. It's, it's one of those, we've, we've spoken with um, uh, brewers on here before. And one of my favorite um, sort of sayings with brewing is like, brewing is 10% the fun stuff and like 90% cleaning. And in the same way, sometimes production is like 10% the fun stuff and 90% like looking for hours (laughs) for the one tiny problem that's stopping you from doing what you need to do. And it's like, it can be infuriating, but every trick you pick up does really get you, you know, um, it's what seven years of experience on your side, like you, you earn that. You can't, you can't anticipate those moments. And even when they're frustrating, you'll get through it and you'll learn. Right. A little technical stuff's gonna happen. We just gotta learn it yeah. and just pass it on. I, that's my thing. I just want to pass on information. Like, how can we get this better? But those are Google. We got Zoom, and I said Twitch. Am I gonna take the information that I know as a DJ and keep that into myself about how to connect something? Absolutely not. 
I'm sending this stuff out to my DJs all the time. Like, okay, you can switch to this, use original input for sound or whatever like that. It's like a working or revolving doors right now. I feel like that's art. Yeah, I don't no. know. And that's I'm just, I'm just. <laughs> no, and that's amazing. And I'm, I want to echo what Matt said earlier about like that's something that you're you're uplifting people. You're sharing. You are. You know, that's why people, all these artists, they trust you and they love you and they know that you're going to put in the work, but also they trust your ideas and know that you're going to serve them the truth and you're going to be open and, and honest with them. And it's awesome that you're helping out other DJs as well. You know, um, the bottom line is with all the shit that's going on, if we're both keeping stuff to ourselves and if we're not giving, then why the fuck are we here right now? Right. Um, I want to go back to finally real quick. There you had so many artists, so many amazing artists uh, perform. Do you did you ask them and like give them a like each song? Like you have Marcella on there. Did you yeah. give Marcella an idea as to lyrics that you wanted her to write, or do you just let the artists go and do their thing and write whatever they want along with the beat that you come up with? Okay, so DJ YCM sidebar again. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to send artists like themes mm. or like, you know, like um, when I say theme, like, what do you want me to write about? I originally had hit up some artists. Okay. I started with Brandy Blaze. That was like my, my tester, Brandy Blaze and um, Kick Swag and K Watts. And I sent them the beat and I'm like, yeah, I want you on this project. And they're like, to do what? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's a rap, duh. <laughs> like, you know? And everybody, every single one of them kept saying, you want a theme? What's the theme? And I'm like, what do you mean, what's the theme? But in my head, like, I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know. Like, all these terms and stuff got crazy. Right. So when it came to, I'll say overall, I had learned what a theme was and, like, what the content was. Um, for each track, I sent all the artists, like, what I wanted them to, like, just, just talk about. Um, when it came to finally, I knew the whole theme or whatever so be of the album was just like pushing woman and non-binary woman forward. And that like we literally, we run a city, Thelma and Luis is like a heavy, 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 heavy um, influencer about the project between Brandy Blaze and I's relationship um, mm -hmm. and just building ourselves as artists. Um, so Marcella, that's, I love that you brought Marcella up. Marcella and Red Shades, actually, I know you said Marcella, but I'm bringing Red Shades into this. Their titles of their song was actually different. Uh, <laughs> Marcella Cruz's song was actually called On The Block. And not too much different. And I was like, yeah, I just want you to sing about how you on the block doing your thing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think she was like, eh, eh. Um, I'm not sure she said that, but I was just like, she was like, <laughs> okay. So I retitled the song to On My Block. And I was like, ooh, I actually I love that. that. Um, and it made sense though. I was like, On the Block actually sounds a little rough. Like you on the block. But I'm like, On My Block, it gives more ownership though right. to the song, to to what it is. Mm. And I knew I wanted it like, not lovey-dovey, but I just knew, to be honest, that the artist I had chosen that I was going to give them the beat, tell them the, the quote unquote theme, and they was going to run with it and do amazing. Yeah. Um, I wasn't calling them, riding them, asking them to come in the studio to ride in front of me or whatever. 
I was just like, this is what I want. This is the idea. And Marcella's came out fire because I wasn't even expecting that. I was just like, I hear your voice on this. Um, and then you talk about you switched the the title. Okay, like not Done. and not so much, but like you switch. All right, yeah, I know you about to bring some fire. Um, I really can't think of the name of Red Shades, but it was nowhere called Bugaboo <laughs> <laughs> at all. But again, for me, I feel like when I what I want to do and what I plan on doing with artists, I want to make you feel comfortable. I want to be comfortable. If I really felt like set on a name, I would have kept it, but I wasn't. Um, I want to do projects with people where we're both all evenly involved. I don't care if my name is pushing it or whatever the case may be, but these artists basically, I think Cake Swag said that, Sham lets us do whatever we want. I basically let the artists do whatever they they want as long as they stick to theme because I know their craft and what they can do that I'm not about to be like, you got to switch this. The only thing that I personally done is I wrote a couple of choruses for some of the songs. Um, Late Nights featuring T Lux and Star Gal Trippy. I wrote that entire chorus. Um, Didn't know you're a songwriter too. Come on now. It gets real out here in these streets. I just, <laughs> I just, I just don't like, I'm not about to put that all out there. Maybe in the future. Um, I think it's like the second time I say it, and it's probably going to be the last time I say it about like the credits, like, or that, but I'm like, I just want to make music at this point. Yeah. And if I, if I write something and I'm like, Oh, I, I hear this person on it. I'm like, I just got to hit them up. I'm like, all right. And then maybe they don't hear it, but then everybody on the album who heard what I did, they were like, okay, we see it. We, we right. see it. Um, let me, let me get full disclaimer, red shades, Marcella, pretty much everybody wrote their own lyrics and stuff like that. But those two songs, specifically the chorus, they wrote the chorus. Um, finally, featuring Brandy Blaze, I played a part in. I wrote the chorus for that, and then Brandy Blaze was like, "We're gonna switch this up." And I was like, "Okay." I, <laughs> I was like, "I know you gotta make this better." Um, Justicia, no, hey, pal, what's that? I gave them tips of what I wanted them to say, if that made sense. Like, I don't know how to. I don't know how this music world go. And then they just took it and ran with it. I was just like, make sure you name drop Sandra Bland and Brianna Taylor, mm-hmm. and not name drop. It's because it was stuff that was happening right then and there, right. and it's too female non-binary woman on the track i was like you gotta say like you gotta say their name and that's literally what the song's about and speaking um, of like you have a track on there the say my name uh ricky avoid track <laughs> nice little white <laughs> it's so pertinent and it's so heavy and it's like i've listened to that several times especially like late at night and i'm like in my feels and like writing and journaling and just like that track is is needed and necessary right now Right. And that one's actually different compared to everybody else. The people on that track who came to record it is the singers, Delon and Chevy. Um, Chevy, a.k.a. Tay, is amazing. They added that all that in the same my name. They took it and ran with what I said. And again, I say that in a good way. Like, I love that. Portia's poem was actually already recorded. Um, I got my permission from Portia, did all the good deed and stuff yeah. like that. Because again, if you didn't know, I don't think I said it on here. Portia Aliawola is the reason why I'm actually DJing. They are the reason why I started at the Haley House and got into the poetry, doing the behind the scenes stuff. But that's the reason why I'm DJing. I absolutely needed to have them on my project. So when it came to say my name, 
The song was originally called Rakia Boyd, um, Save Me. I had some issues with Apple <laughs> when I tried to uh, uh, upload the album. Oh, we know um, all about that one. Yep. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was, I found myself being cute, right? Like, oh, I got a single out. We run city. I got another single out, Sinjacicia. Oh, bam. I'm going to throw y'all another single. So everything was going fine until I had to upload the album and Rakia Boyd kept getting rejected. Like it kept, like I tried for two days straight. I tried even last week and didn't even upload. Um, so I had to change like the whole meta like <laughs> data <laughs> um, and Damn. upload it as a whole new song. And granted, I'm still glad with the, the process, the progress, like it's teaching me a lot on the music side. I'm just mad that like I had to change the name of the song, but um, no, that was pre-recorded. Shout out to Button Poetry. Um, Portia gave me permission, and then I had the singers come in, and I was like, all I hear, uh, JD know from the back end. I was singing on a demo <laughs> um, for the singers, and I was like, this is what I hear on this project. Like I hear somebody saying, "Save me, save me," but I didn't know. <laughs> where it would come in at, how it would sound. They came to record with me and it was like an emotional session though because the song is deep yeah. and then we add on the effects of like save me and then say my name. It's like a whole different script of saying say their name, uh, say my name to me. It was like a reflection of Rakia Boyd, may she rest in peace, was speaking from the dead. So yeah. now we're all having like this crazy effect of like, wow, like, but um, anyways, that's that's saying my name. The process, I just really want the artists to have free range and let them get loose with it too. Like this ain't just about me. If it's me telling you what to do all the time, I don't think people have fun with that. Um, I can be Joe Jackson someplace else. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when it comes to to making these projects, I really want like artist input. Like, nah, sham, this don't sound right. I switched it, and I either be like, okay, or eh. Can you try for me? But then more than likely, I'm going to be like, all right, you, you're the professional here. Because um, I'm stepping and y'all, and I say y'all, like the artist is the world more than ever now. Uh, making albums and tracks and stuff like that. Like it's not a DJ thing. Like it's a DJ and an artist thing. So Yeah, it's both. Right. You can't have one without the other. You got to have both. Indeed. Now, one of the other things that you're involved with, we mentioned it earlier, Dorchester Art Project, you guys just expanded and are growing. How, yes. Yeah. yes. How, and the, I guess the grand like kind of reopening was just like two weeks ago, correct? Yes. That has been, I feel like, you know, there's a lot of people, or there's like, you know, complaints about Corona, COVID-19, but I don't know, through the darkness, there's always some light. And I don't know if it's like Corona or whatever the case is, but I've been around a lot of strong people who just been pushing the artist's culture in Boston forward. And the Dorchester Art Project has been a place, a venue that has been doing that. The gallery opening was just another major part because it's not only expanded there's like a room to record there's a room for art shows there's room for people to sell their 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 work there's a room for if you really wanted to we could host a nice little small mini concert there um 
is just showing people what can be done when you think nothing can be done, honestly. Um, We hear about so many venues, places closing, but we just want that, like, I don't know, that, that, that happiness to, to show artists like, okay, what else can we do during this time? All right. You can't, you can't, you can't perform. Okay. You got merch that you could sell. How else can we help you? Here's a place that you can sell your merch. All right. You don't got no merch. All right. You want to do a live stream set? All right. We got the live stream set for you already set up. Just come on through. All right. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't want to do live stream. You're scared of the video. All right. Maybe you need some services upstairs at Boston Got Next. And we just want to help push your work. Like, you know, <laughs> all right. You don't want Boston Got Next. There's somebody who is, um, let me see. There's like a podcast. Like there's, there's people like you. Like there's everything at Dorchester Art Project right now where it literally has become a one-stop shop. So the gallery opening has just been beautiful. People in the community, that space was closed for almost like six something years. There's people in the community who's walking by like, I can come here now. I can paint. I kid you not. A lady said that last week, I can come here with my grandson and paint. That's so dope and different to me. And I'm just like, she ain't say her kid. She said her grandson. Because what's happening right now? The kids are out of school. There's no place to go to. So it's like another uh, a safety, a safe net space. It's a safe for place. Mm-hmm. Right. And no, it is every every time I go there, every time I like run into Sam, I run into uh, you know the whole team there. It's everyone is loving and open and just wants to see people uplifted and and to come in and do their thing and it's a special place it it really really fucking is yeah i mean during this this like um you know necessary downtime we've seen this from dorchester art project we've seen the record company continue their expansion like while we've seen a lot of um venues unfortunately not receive the support they need from whether it's from government or or donors or whatever it might be like we're seeing these community spaces take full advantage. And and I think for, for me, like not being in Boston at the moment, like I, I I'm really uplifted by this idea and, and really um, encouraged that the spaces right. that are there to lift up artists like yourself and cultivate that creativity are actually growing. Well, we'll figure out the venues, like not to say I want any ways to close, but we will figure it out. But right. these community well, we'll spaces, one. we How need about that? Yeah. yeah, let's do it. Let's <laughs> do it. You can I'm name it. We'll, we'll just, we'll do whatever yeah. you need. Just <laughs> <Right>. put us <laughs> to work. Done. I'd run a venue with you, Sham. Oh, I, uh, yes, please. I miss running a venue. Yes, well, JD has run a venue. I guess I shouldn't, should have, uh, oh. I'm the amateur here. No, you got this right. I'll say I'd rather create spaces, honestly, than... I don't know. It's scary right now trying to go into, I would love to, you know, definitely have a space with you. Uh, But like, it's scary to go into business now because we don't know the unknown. But I do think it's like, we could create our own space. We don't need much. Like we really can just do this from my home or, you know, put in 10, 50 bucks, something like that from whoever and be like, all right, we can rent out this space and then make probably 10 times more money. Like, why are we renting out thousand dollar buildings or whatever like that and can't get that that revenue back in and then we're mad and we're shit out of luck when we can't get it 
were beating up the artists, the DJs to harass people to come in to for shows. Like, it's just a lot that comes with it. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's a lot that we've learned since March. I mean, we didn't know that we could do a lot of the shit that, that's happened over the last six months. That's true. It pushed everybody's creativity. Um, I didn't know I can paint, but I... <laughs> I just had a paint studio. You're songwriting, you're painting. What the fuck? Can I buy it? Well, not like yes. that. I had to paint my studio, JD. You know that. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it ain't look. It ain't real painting. Do not hire me. I was to about paint. to say, oh, is no. there like, is there some art we need to be uh, turned on to? Come on now. Oh no, you might have to uh, look it. If you want me to paint, you might have to wait thirty days for that. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Hey, we got nothing but time. Yeah, we got nothing but time. We'll get that I'll, 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 I'll binge some shows. I'll I'll drink some beers with JD. We'll wait. We're good. Exactly. And we'll I'll edit this podcast. So <laughs> that'll take some time. Awesome. Well, Sham, thank you so much for joining us. Anything anything you want to plug? Anything coming up that you want to uh, to shout out before we get out of here? I would say definitely follow me on the socials, Instagram. YouTube, Facebook, all of that. My music is everywhere. And stay tuned for a Survivor's Prayer EP coming soon. I'm still thinking of a title, but that's what it's going to be called. A Survivor's Prayer. Survivor's Prayer. Any artists are recording that's that's in the works right now? We can't say nothing. This one's a huge surprise. Oh, shit. Okay. I think this time I'm not going to release the track list, even though it's an EP, until... Uh, like a week before. Shit. All right. So it's just going to drop and then... Yeah. No, yeah. Like this one's really just going <laughs> to... Oh. This one's like, okay, y'all had fun with Finally, but this one's like, whoa. Like... Oh, shit. Whoa. All right. And that's... Uh, everything is just at DJ Sham, correct? Yes. Everywhere. Everywhere. All right. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. We love you. It's been a fucking pleasure for you to join us today. Sending and all the love. I had so much fun. Good. And you. I will see you in person soon. Yes. Thank you. All right. Cheers, Thank you all. Have a good Saturday. Thank you all so much for making season three of Through the Draft Line possible. This was our first episode of the season with DJ Wysham. As always, our logo is designed by Heidi Geist and our theme music by Tim Hall. All other music compositions are by myself, Matt Brooks. We'll see you next time.